The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight we are going to be talking about um, all of our random topics. Excuse us if you guys feel offended or feel some type of way about us teens talking about most of our topics. Um, stand by. Tonight we have Quasi Gaharo on our show. And sorry, from the left we're going to introduce all of our guests. Go ahead. What's your name? Hi, my name is James. Uh, I go by Jay. And um, <laughs> Missy's son. How you doing? My name is Dylan Sanford, one of the biggest hosts of Demo Real. Hi, my name is Sherry. I am the goddaughter to EMUCK herself, one of the greatest. So, tonight, are you guys ready? Ready. Thank you for coming, by the way. I appreciate oh, this. Thank you for having me. You guys cannot be quiet. You have to be energetic into our into our topics, okay? This is definitely an honor you to be here. <laughs> Be strong. Angel James, let me ask you. Oh. Do you remember what team Tristan Thompson plays for? Cavaliers. <laughs> Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Right. Do you know who Khloe Kardashian is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how much emphasis he put into that Y. You saw that. By your face or by your butt? Which one is it? What do you remember more? It's more... I'm going to say both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tristan Thompson originally dated Jordan Craig, who he cheated on multiple times during her pregnancy, and eventually ended up with Khloe Kardashian, who he also cheated on during her pregnancy, causing Khloe to go into labor with their daughter, True Thompson. Khloe and Tristan continued their relationship, eventually leading up to Tristan's infidelity this time with Kylie Jenner's, with Kylie Jenner, Khloe Kardashian's biological sister, Best friend Jordan Woods, who also lives with Kylie Jenner. Jordan was caught leaving Tristan's apartment at 7 o'clock a.m. Well, she might have been Speak drunk. up, we can't hear you. She might have been drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Late night. That's your excuse? Uh, it's always you know, a hey, Can I spend a night? It, it might have been Tristan in this time. It might have looked wrong, but, you know, I got to help a friend so out. So you think that Tristan would let his baby mother's sister's best friend spend the night and leave at 7 o'clock in the morning just because she was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go strong with this one. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think? Look, you leaving at 7. Th- that means you got to be out by a certain time. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I got school in the morning. <laughs> uh, you, you just... We all know what Tristan was doing, man. I... Mm-mm. I, yeah, he, he, that was cheating straight. <laughs> My question is, how did Jordan, what, what what was Jordan thinking? But, like, did she think she was going to get away with being in Tristan's apartment? Like, and leaving at 7 o'clock in the morning? Mm, yeah. He had a party that night. 
He had a oh, whole yeah. party full of people. Oh, she looked, yeah, she was drunk. She was real drunk. And he, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm, I'm going with this. Yeah, she was drunk and knocked out. She was like, she with another dude. He made everybody put their phones away. So no video footage, no pictures, or, or anything. Smart. <laughs> Not quite, because she still got caught leaving his apartment at 7 o'clock in the morning. And there were still people who gossiped and rumored about her leaving the apartment or being in the apartment. Okay. Yeah, My party. thing is, if you if you have that reputation for being a cheater, if in any way, shape, form, or fashion that that you've been accused of, in any case, he was actually caught. Therefore, multiple you know, times, multiple times. So there's no this reason for you to be any, yes. <laughs> any kind. Of- it's reoccurring. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I feel like you get them how you lose them. Right. So exactly. It's, I feel like this is karma. Chloe was dating Tristan while Tristan was with his pregnant girlfriend Jordan. Now. Tristan is cheating on Chloe with Jordan Woods. I mean, not that I condone her staying with him or, you know, anything like that, but that does make sense as to why she's still there. You, She knows that. She, I, When I got into this, I knew you was a cheater because you was cheating with me. So why should I not expect you to be the same person now that you're with me? True. But why did she stay long enough to think that he wouldn't cheat on her is my question. But though. that's the thing. I, don't, I think that that thought is always in the back of her mind considering the fact that she knows he was a cheater before. And nine times out of ten, most people don't change. Let's move on, shall that, we? Or do you have any more comments or concerns? No. Nah. <laughs> he didn't cheat. Take your she time, Demo Real. She was drunk. drunk. We can scare that she was drunk. <laughs> yeah, my dad. You're sticking my dad, ain't you? Are you going by she was drunk? She was drunk. And, you know, it was a party. You know you know how parties So get. you're fighting you on Tristan's know. behalf. Yeah. So you're okay. You never know. He might have just been, you know. So you want the facts. He might have just, really, I, want, I want to know what So really you want to know what really went down <laughs> in the apartment. Yeah, I'm going to go call him, long. like, in two minutes, and I'm going to go see what's going on. <laughs> oh, you got the connection. Yeah, I got the connection. Got, like the that. Lindsay kids got the connect. You got feel the me? Connect. The connect. The connect. It sounds like James not going to be in a relationship. No. He's not. Okay. Jesse Smollett. Do you know Jesse Smollett is? Yeah. Who's Jesse Smollett? Okay. <laughs> Jesse Smollett is a character on Empire. Who, oh, him. Yes, him. Who played Jamal Lyons. And Jesse Smollett was supposedly attacked on January 29, 2019, as I reported two weeks ago, as a racial and homophobic hate crime, as he reported. It has, it has now surfaced that Jesse orchestrated this attack himself. People assume that it was to keep his character on Empire so that the writers would be able, be sympathetic. But the Empire writers have stated that they are not writing his character off. After the police's investigation, Jesse Smollett has been charged with disorderly conduct for filing a false police report. Let me tell you how this makes me upset. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I just think it's funny how... Go ahead. <laughs> That's what I just heard. Wait, let me help you to understand. Let me tell you something. Why are you paying people to beat you, beat you up? Like, first off, <laughs> I, I would never pay somebody to beat me up. Like, hey, here's $200 for you. Here's $200 for you. Look, just, just beat me up. And get a cold one in there. I mean, just in the jaw, like, black eye. Look, man, don't yeah, worry I just want to get beat up, like, right I'm now. A, I want to prove a prime. good. You, you just do what you do, and I'm a... Can you look at the camera with that face real quick, please? Look into the camera with that face. Look, you want me What? <laughs> I don't yeah, know if come I beat me up, bro. Please, I don't please. know if I can yeah, even accept payment from somebody saying, "Come no, beat me I up." Can't, I'm, I'm gonna look like, at you. I'm, I might take the money and like leave. I might, I, I might hit you, you one good time. Is look, uh, there. Okay, look. For you, uh, let me say uh, this. All right, when I found this out, I like, I'm not finna front. Don't think different of me. I cried <laughs> to my mama. Like somebody committed a hate crime to a gay black man and put uh, what's the the the, the a noose around a his noose throat. around his throat. Pour bleach down his throat. That was too detailed. That's a detailed, you know, description of, a, of what happened yeah. to you. And for you to orchestrate this to you know to happen, right. you paid somebody to make it seem like you got attacked for what sympathy, sympathy of for keeping your character on Empire. You can pay somebody to be like to keep your car slash your tire. You know, <laughs> you I know, got they I did got physical beat up. harm to you. That's that's different. I feel like personally, you know, there are, there are people out there, attention seekers, people who do things just, you know, because they feel that they need that attention or, you know, to get some sort of result, as in his case, he wanted to not lose his character in this show. Um, there are a lot of different ways to go about things. Not that any of them are correct or that you should be doing any of it, but there are lines that you definitely should not cross. And I definitely think this is one, especially with all of the um, 
just all the controversy regarding those topics. Uh, there's a lot of racism things going on. There's a lot of a lot of homophobic situations, and for that to be. You, for you to combine those issues and make them bigger than they are is just Speaking of that, they just dropped a a new emoji. It's an anti-gay pride emoji. Yeah. It's like it's like in a, it's like the gay pride. Yeah, the rain, yeah, the flag, yeah, flag yeah. with but the it has like circle. A, like a, it has a circle yeah. with a line going. And it's on it. it's on iPhones right it's, now. It's like a, it's an actual emoji. I was like, that's <laughs> a stretch. And it I, don't is. Know, I don't know why we needed to go through that. I don't know why we needed. Somebody to compute a whole emoji against gay, and and that's the problem. It's it's like you can't please everybody. Someone's always going to be upset. So at the end of the day, why are you working so hard to you know please both sides? You can pick your side, pick your poison, but then at the same time, it's like I can't sit here with my bias and let my bias influence everyone else because personally, that's my bias. So I feel like that's why that emoji is there. But at the same time, then why is the flag there in the first place? I feel like by him using two totally different platforms as him being a black man and a black gay man just right. offends the whole community as itself. Like, people really sat here and believed that you fought for yourself because you were gay. They thought that you were... They believe, you were somebody to believe in right. because you fought back. And now it's fake. It's not real. We, we believe in something false, right. you know? So... For the, what about the what about the the younger people who look up to him? Exactly. Oh, I thought Jesse was a fighter. You know, I'm gonna fight like Jesse did, and now we're looking back at it like, wow, you know, this was false. This was fake. Right. Like WWE, so do we I thought really, it was real. So then, at the end of the yeah. day, do I really feel yeah. like I had the confidence? Did he really? You know, he had the confidence, of course, because he knew he wasn't gonna be hurt. But now, where does that leave my confidence? Because I was believing if he can do it, I can do it. But of course, he could do it. It wasn't real. What happens in my situation when? I can't have any confidence simply because it wasn't real in the first place. Nothing that I believed in, everything I believed in turned out to be false. So now where where do I stand? That's two major platforms. Racism has been an issue since That's forever. two of the biggest forever. platforms. Exactly. Like, and so you take two major problems right and combined them, and now we're sitting here looking like, what are we supposed to People do? People die every single day for either A, being black, or the other one is being homosexual. I mean, at least now... I'm sorry, transgender, gay, lesbian, the whole LGBTQ community die every day for being who they are. Go ahead. He's not going to have to pay for it. He is. With time in jail. No, 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 no. He's not going to have to pay for somebody to beat him up. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's just automatic. Wait, okay, pause. Okay, wait. We can't. We're going to have to continue this into the next segment. Bleach. Okay. (laughs) This has been What's on Everyone's Lips with Haley B., and catch us on our next segment with my same guest. Thank you. All righty. <clears throat> uh huh. Yeah. Let's go. It's your boy, Young OG. I'm back for the first time. I'm in search of a place I can go where it's easy to rest. Living carefree, ain't never no stress. A place real nice, everybody bring love. A place where there's no such thing as a gun. Everybody spread hug, greet you with love. Ain't nobody sitting there trying to mean mug. A trip to the moon only costs three bucks. Holler back at me, cause that's what's up. Not a place that I speak of, well, let me see. Every day it'll be about 70 degrees. No windshield, just a pretty nice breeze. Drinking out of coconuts, sipping iced tea. Everybody be free, cause ain't no prison, we recognize God and it's all one religion, feel good about life, feel good about living, walk with me now, if you share the same vision, walk with me, to another place in the time, hating on P, you just wasting your time, talk with me, I'm trying to show hood niggas growth, two sides to every tail, I'm just trying to show you grow, ride with me, to the sky with the seats laid back, I'm just trying to shine until my picture fade black, slide with me, through the hood it's all good like... I'm trying to find me somewhere where I could go chill. Don't gotta stress, no worry about bills. And people ain't still fighting over colors. Everybody know we supposed to be brothers. Ain't no reason to hate one another. And people are for real when they tell you they love you. No world hunger. 
everybody eating. People read books. Don't nobody watch TV. Trust and believe me. Somebody help me. Every single baby that's born is born healthy. The government officials don't cater to the wealthy. I'm real satisfied with the hand life dealt me. Searching for where we could go like an island. Gas prices only 10 cents a gallon. Listen up, homie. My thoughts are valid. Let's stand united at the top of the mountain. Walk with me. To another place in the time. Hating on the people, just wasting your time. Talk with me. I'm trying to show hood niggas growth. Two sides to every tell. I'm just trying to show you both. Ride with me to the sky with the seats laid back. I'm just trying to shine till my picture fade black. Slide with me. Through the hood, it's all good, like. I'm trying to journey to a place where we all got it made Everyone unique, you don't need a last name The home team never gonna have a bad game And why don't we remove the existence of pain The existence of rain Take a picture and frame Scratch through the surface to get to the grain Every day different, never be the same I can tell you what it is, I can tell you what it ain't No police brutality, no racism, no military I'm okay with it, no cemetery With no graves in it We all live forever and we all handle business Welcome back to Emmy's Queso Slip Show. We're here on Kissable Nights with me again. Hi, I think I'm here all day, y'all. <laughs> here all day. Y'all can leave me some comments in the comment section. Call in if y'all want to. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about a teen adult situation that matters to us and not necessarily the older generation, and that is body count. So... Mm. Body count is the number of people you have slept with. And to me, it's like, okay, the number of people you have slept with is important to most people, not me. To me, it's like, if you're clean, if you're clean and we're using condoms, we're fine. I don't mind your past is your past. That's your business. To other people, it's more important because they feel it's a higher chance of catching STDs or STIs. So, my question to you is, does body count matter to you? For me, it has a, it has a significance. However, I don't feel like, you know, it's something that I should stress myself out over. Um, it's a conversation that if I, have a, if I plan on having a future with you, then I want to have it with you. Not necessarily that I'm going to judge you. It's going to change the way that I'm looking at you. Just simply me getting to know you, you getting to know me. Right. Dylan? Personally, I look at it like if I'm with a person and I plan on being with them. Okay. We have a caller. Oh. Okay. Have one, please. Thank you. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Oh. 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 Uh, it's Lady D's herself. Hey. Hello, how are you? I heard everything's bigger in Texas. Don't you worry about that. Don't hurt me. Having fun Good in Texas. We miss you. I, well, I miss being there, too. We do miss you. But you guys are holding it down. I was shocked to see James. <laughs> it, it took some it took some leg work it, it did take some convincing yeah. 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 No, I'm but not surprisingly it was James's <laughs> idea it was James idea yeah to begin right. with really? right yeah okay yeah. keep it in the family not that many of them so um lady D's yes ma'am does body count matter to you no why well, first of all, I think it's a generational thing. You know, um, after all, I am 65. Jeez. And anybody that I get with at this point in my life is going to have a history. It would be ridiculous of me to um, not date someone because they've had X amount of partners prior to me. Yes. I um, there are various circumstances as to why things don't work out and whatever, you know, but to base the relationship on that. I think it's I think it's silly. I really do. I did make a statement before and when regarding this topic. I did say I felt like um that's a conversation to be had regardless of age, regardless of the generation simply because it comes in different forms. As a as a teen, a young adult, you know, people ask in that order, what's your body count? But as you get older, um depending on the situation someone might ask, how many sexual partners have you had in the past? Uh, rather uh, that person is in regards to you know the last month the last three months the last six months I feel like that's a question that they still do ask 
just in different forms with different motives behind it. I think that that's something that changes. I feel like I don't understand the purpose behind the question, what is your body count? I mean, exactly. hello. Oh, yeah, because it's like what some people ask you is for what they say experience. Right. You know, if you have enough experience, you have little to experience. It doesn't matter. But either you're regard, going to let, if either we're going to learn experience, get the experience together and I'm going to continue or we're not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's our lives. You know, we're going to have sex with with people. I wouldn't say many, but with people as we get older and how many people I have sex with is none of your business, but it's mine to keep up with. That's, you know, what I have to do. That's your responsibility. However, I do feel like uh, at the same time that I do feel like at the same time we uh, we keep that up. That's, you know, our responsibility. We supposed to know who we sleep with. But in regards to the experience part, I can only have two bodies, however. I've been with those bodies on multiple occasions, and you can have 13, 17, 20, and only have been with them once. So that does not necessarily, you know, that's my experience. James, as a person in high school, how do you feel about body count? And you're in high school, you did a lot of young ladies who are, you know, coming into, you know, losing their... Virginity. Thank you. Um, Yeah, like losing their flower. I'm going to say flower, because it's very precious. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do you feel about body count it's like Speak. it's important when you're a kid because or like a young adult or a teenager because like you know you don't want to be too high because you seem too high then people call you like names and stuff like a hole and stuff people don't want to be called that so they try to keep it as low as possible but to me it doesn't matter it depends, like, if you have something, then it matters. But if you don't have anything, it just shows that you have experience. And, you know, so. I don't understand why it's necessary to ask that question in the first place. You know, whether, whether, it's, one, whether, it's, whether it's one body or ten bodies, what does it matter? It doesn't. That's how I feel also. And like, if, whether, if you sleep with one person, you can still catch an STD or an STI. Either way it goes. Right. One is as equal to ten. So at the end of the day, it's no huge factor for me. Personally. Unless you're a virgin, you need to shut it down. Don't be asking me anything. <laughs> That's it. I agree with that. Well, don't be asking me anything. I don't know when it, when that became such a, a an important factor. Grandma, you know, um, you know, <laughs> like you're like um, high age and. You- <laughs> You know you're not I, no virgin. I, that's so. not him. I'm not high. <laughs> you know you're not a virgin. She is wise and seasoned. And okay? She is and very seasoned, wise and seasoned. And oh, I mean, people doesn't ask that in your age. Well, no. Well, in my age, they well, ask very. That's the question. That is that is not true. Hello, that's not true. It, it happens all the time. They do. It right? does. It's just a matter of whether you, yeah. I or yeah. someone, another woman, or another male, whatever, choose yeah. to answer it. Exactly. We just have more, we have more, more wisdom and we understand that it's not as important as people make it to be. Right. I always brought the question to the table, what's the motive behind you asking? I was always, That's a private issue. That's a private issue. And if I choose not to share that with you, that's my right. Right. And if you don't like that, you buy. (laughs) Right. That maturity level, I personally, I said that myself, uh, the maturity level, whether you can accept whatever my body count is, is something that I should, I feel like that helps me determine whether I should be with you or not. Right. If I tell you what my body count is and you have a problem with it for whatever reason, then clearly this does not need to be a thing. I feel like if I initially meet a guy and he asked me, oh, what's your body count? Then from right, from the jump, I feel like it's immature because body count is an immature thing. It's for the younger generation. And as you get older, we're not going to keep counting how many people we sleep with. As long as you know that your body is clean and you take care of yourself, at that point, you should be fine. Who I sleep with is none of your business. What we have going on now is your question should be, are you clean? You know, have you been that's, tested? Have you been to the doctor? Right. That's a more that's a question I can take. I can answer that. I'm clean. I've been to the doctor. I've been tested. I'm good. That's so the next time they ask you that question, next time they ask you that question, tell them don't worry about the body count. You won't be one of them. <laughs> Oh my and God. there's your answer. Uh-huh. Somebody called a pyramid. <laughs> I think you got Hazel. Man down. Oh, pyramid stress. Oh Lord. Cold blood. Wait a minute, it's hot in here because you, you didn't burn somebody. Wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. 
Get the fire extinguisher. Okay. It's hot. She's going to shoot him down like that? Like that? <laughs> I mean, but I agree. Personally, I agree. Yeah. If you have, if that's such an important factor to you, uh, and you can't explain to me for what, you know, particular reason you need it and give me a good, valid reason that I should give you that answer, unacceptable. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming and expressing how you feel about our body counts and continuing on our topics with me. Now, Sherry, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on social media at loca.reina underscore L-O-C-A dot R-E-I-N-A underscore. Loca who? Loca Reina. Now, let's jump to James. James, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is at Mr. King J. That's it. That's it? That's it. Then let understand you have a show, right? Yeah, Demo Reel. Tell us about your show. Um, Demo Reel is... It's nothing too big. It's nothing too big yet. Uh, right now, it's still in its baby steps. Right now, it was just me and my friend. We were messing around in the TV studio at our college. And so um, uh, we were supposed to be making a demo reel for me because I'm an actor. And so uh, what happened? He, I was like, you know, let's just make a show out of this. Let's just do this constantly and put out episodes. He was like, all right, I'm down. And so from there, it was just... It's just spiraling to be something great. Currently, if you've seen it, it has the premise of the Eric Andre show. Yeah. It's um it's really just me and my, my boy Ethan. We just talk about a lot of different topics. We talk talk a lot of, about a lot of different things. It's mainly a comedy type of show. So it's Very not necessarily funny. for funny. it's not it's also not for children. <laughs> At all. Definitely. Please don't At all. not. Parental advice. It's like it's like rated PG six seventeen. Nah, six, like PG seventeen and up. PG thirty. <laughs> Parental for a thirty year old. Yeah. Tell us where we can watch your show. Um, if you guys are familiar with YouTube, you can go to the Damper <laughs> Group. It's all it's all one uh all one word the D A M P E R group. Damper and, group. Yes. And we are social media. You can find me on social media at. at 6mbkj.saiyan. And you will catch me on Get Lipped with Quasi and. Yeah, I just shared already. I got this. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Bees, for calling in. We appreciate your input. Don't kill me. <laughs> Please. We love you. We love, love you. We appreciate we'll you. We'll see you on Sunday. You're amazing. You tell us how everything is bigger in Texas. Catch me next segment on Get Lipped. Hey, Lee B, good job. <laughs> High five. Welcome back from your vacation, by the way. 
It was a 30-minute vacation. Give me some break. <laughs> More like 30 days? No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. It I know was- I've been back since then. You One time. Buggy me. I did. <laughs> what? Okay, so welcome, James, Lindsay, my son, J D. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like Jay now. I don't know who to say. Oh sorry, Jay. Jay. What's up with that? Why do kids do that? You call kids by one name all their life, and all of a sudden they no longer cash as clay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hey, you know, hey we by all the way. Thank you, hey, hey. You still my angel? Yeah. Okay, no. Sometimes. No. <laughs> it's okay, though. More like a demon? Demon. Thing. Okay, there we go. heathen. Quasi, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you back as your own individual person this time. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. What does that mean? Well, he came before with Eric. I'm a brand strategist, and I do handle PR for celebrity clients, reality stars, actors, actresses, professional athletes. So yeah, He brought us um, Hallie. He brought us Hallie Johnson. You gave us Hallie? Yes. Your family. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, he's somebody you should know. Now you're going to get to know him in your interview. So let's go ahead and get lipped with Haley B. Quasi, tell me where you come from. I am from the south side of Chicago. Chicago. Yes. And what is and in Chicago, where did you start? You started with poetry, correct? Mm-hmm. I know. Actually, um, I went to Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio, Ooh. historically black college university. Pledge case, I knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um situation happened in um, my senior year of college. Um my younger brother um was tragically murdered. Uh, Lamont forfeited his life to save a friend. And so poetry, in essence, saved my life. My degree is in business marketing. I, I remember my senior year at college, I had uh, 45 interviews of 45 major different corporations. I could have went anywhere in the country mm-hmm. to, to work. Um, I had an offer from Walmart, um, but I didn't want to take it. It was decent money. But I had my junior year, I had an intern at uh, Kmart Corporation in Novi, Michigan. Mm. And originally, you know, with Missy talking about why do children, you know, you name them one name, you know. So my birth name on my ID is Robert Lee Dunlap Jr. And going to a historically black college, you know, I was trying to identify with my African roots. Yes. And so I had a mentor and I was telling them my struggle because I didn't want to be called Bob mm-hmm. in, a, in a corporate sense. It's you don't like, even look like a Bob. I'm not a Bob. <laughs> And, and the unique one of my unique experiences during the, that interview period during my senior year, I had two resumes. I had Robert L. Dunlap, and I had Robert L. Dunlap Jr. Because blacks are known to name their son Junior. Right. Whites yes. tend to name their son the second or the exactly. third. Exactly. Right. And I wanted people to identify. If I was interviewing with somebody white, mm-hmm. I gave them Robert L. Dunlap resume. Okay. If I was okay. interviewing for somebody black, I gave them Robert L. Dunlap Jr. Mm-hmm, resume, right. so they know. Because Robert L. Dunlap is it's a Scottish name, and so I was just like, I want people to know I'm a young black male prior to meeting me. And I right. was telling my mentor what I was looking to do. I wanted to change my name, because I wanted people to know that I was a young black man prior to meeting me. I wanted them to know that in my name, right. and not be ashamed of being black in America. And so he was like, when were you born? I was like, uh... Born in 69. He was like, but what day were you born? So I called my mom, mom, what day was I born? <laughs> oh, you was born on a Sunday. Oh, so you a Quasi. So I was like, well, because Quasi means child born on Sunday, uh-huh. natural born oh. leader, that the community mm. looks at me to lead them through the wilderness of life, through dark times. And so I said, from that point on, in 1996, I called myself Quasi. Wow. Nice. I called myself Quasi. Everybody was like, no, you, because you, I had several names coming out of college. Right. Yeah. Pleasant the Frat, I called myself Arrogant Rob, <laughs> Rob Bass. No, you know what I'm saying? Because I was, at the time, I was also working in the barbershop. Did you, were you owning Arrogant? Yes. Or were you, oh. I was owning Arrogant. Yes. That's <laughs> on my jacket. It's on everything about it. Like, yes, I'm Arrogant. Yes. I owned it. It's, you know it what is what it is. And so, um, and so when I finally, when he gave me the name, I said, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And plus, Robert, it's a million Robbers. Absolutely. Yeah. A million yeah. You got to be set apart. Yeah. You got to so, be set apart. Especially in marketing and trying to get into that yes. space. How do you yeah. set yourself apart from everybody else? So in name recognition, mm-hmm. when I meet people, Quasi, oh, I know somebody else named Quasi. Yeah, one or two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. You know, but it ain't a million Quasis. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So when people when you meet Google me, Quasi, I want you to find me. That's yeah. it. You, you know what I'm saying? So 
They say yeah. Haley yeah. Bieber when they Google my name. <laughs> it's messed up. It's a whole white girl. But anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm from the South Side of Chicago. Been in L.A. Um, for the past 13 years now because um, I'm turning my poetry book, Innocent Rage, into a feature film. Oh, um, nice. In 2008, 2009, I produced a critically acclaimed film short, self-entitled Quasi. Um, and so this year, I said in 2019, um, I'm going to focus on Quasi Gaharo. Okay. I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm transition from doing brand strategy and PR with celebrity clients because mm-hmm. if you don't have an A or B list client in this space, yeah. it's hard to maintain your monthly billings of $15,000, dollars a month. Yes. You know, you have a client that's in this space, they're doing well. But their character gets killed in the second season. Right. Yeah. The character gets killed, so they say, "Quasi, I'm no longer this. I got to start over." So right. They, and I think I said they fire me, but they dissolve the relationship because right. it's an extra expense. It's yeah. an extra expense. Yes. And so they like, I got to take care of my rent. I got to do this. Right. And so, but sometimes in this space, and, and now with social media, celebs and talent believe, "Well, I don't need PR. I don't need brand strategy because oh, I can yes, still do. do this." But you still need that. Yeah, you because right. you still yeah. need that mainstream arm. To connect you to the streets. Social yes. media is basically the grassroots of marketing yourself. It is. You know what I'm saying? A huge space so, of networking. Because everybody think if they post something on Instagram or Twitter, it's going to go viral. Right. No, no, it's not. No. no. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 you you no. need some type of mainstream hit to help you go viral. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, social media does keep celebrities intimately connected to their fan base, but yet and still with the algorithms change with Twitter, Facebook, you know, somebody might have 58 million followers on Instagram, but they don't have 58 million engagement. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? The engagement may, may be anywhere from 3 to 5%. You know, so long story short, I moved out here from Chicago to, you know, <laughs> get myself right and <laughs> produce my book, Innocent Rage. And, you know, because I don't want my little brother's death to go in vain. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed right. his life to save a friend. You he know did. what I'm saying? And the Bible teaches us, and I'm not a Bible thumper, but anyone who sacrificed their life for a friend, that's the true meaning of love. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so my little brother, he wasn't at the wrong place at the wrong time. He was on our block in our neighborhood, six or seven doors down from our house. You know what I'm saying? When these two guys, Eric and Jonathan, approached the young lady, Eric, approached the young lady with the gun um, and Lamont intervened. Jonathan was driving the car mm-hmm. and Lamont stepped in when Eric pulled out the 12 gauge and approached Kim. And Lamont was like, yo, what's going on? Eric's like, oh, so you want to be a hero? You come in with me. So he forced Lamont in the car with the 12 gauge to his back. Kim ran home to my mom, knocked, banging on the door, Diane, Diane, somebody kidnapped Lamont. Two hours later, they found him deceased. They took all of his clothes off. Uh, found him shot ex- execution style with a gunshot wound to his head. So yeah. he- here I am, and, and the power of poetry. So in that in this um, in this situation, you turned your negative into a positive. positive. I know. Um, I read that you actually visited them in jail. Yes. The guys who killed your brother. Yes. Um, uh, I initially uh, wrote them in prison. Mm-hmm. To get their permission to meet with them. Right. You know, Jonathan, he called me back and he didn't give me permission to meet with him. But he had his mom on the phone, but it still gave me the opportunity to talk to him. Right. And to share my forgiveness. Right. You know, even though they both proclaimed that they didn't do it. But when they called him, Jonathan had on my brother's pants and gym shoes. Right. You know, and then during the month of January 92, they had killed two people and attempted to kill a third. So the third person they attempted to kill who survived, Kim testimony and that gentleman's testimony was a convincing testimony because they ex- both experienced them right you know so i have um lost people due to gun violence mm-hmm. many times how did you journey through this voyage of forgiveness how did you eventually find the forgiveness for these two men that did this to your brother yeah because i couldn't have been Initially, something was that was easy drugs and yeah. rock and roll i mean that was my way out it was drugs sex Physical relationship with women, thoughts of suicide. Because I didn't know how to escape the pain, and I was constantly seeking pleasure to numb the pain. Mm -hmm. Then when I found poetry, or poetry found me, I began to write. And it was actually, I met a young woman, you know. And um, I know he's dealing with some things right now, but um, at the time in Chicago, I was working on WGCI radio. I was doing Food for the Soul, a Mm -hmm. positive thought segment that came on every Mm -hmm. night with the top nine to nine. Words of encouragement. Like mm-hmm. I would say, 
um, and pursuing your dream, the first step you take, your dream becomes reality. Think about it. Live, love, laugh, and learn. So being on the radio, I got invited to certain events. And this particular event I was invited to, it was an event that WGCI was celebrating R. Kelly. And at this event, I met a woman. And I was still a little timid as a young man and approaching this woman. Um, but I approached her. And so um, in approaching her, I didn't know how to really continue to talk to her via, you know, the phone. I know now you guys text mm -hmm. and communicate, but we was old school. Face you time. pick up the phone. Right. And so I started writing about her and I just yeah. wrote a book, a book of poetry, you know, and that kind of started my, um, the rain for my seed to grow as a writer, as a poet. And then, and dealing with my brother's death, because mm -hmm. once a month we were always in court and the prosecution attorney showed me the picture of my younger brother and when he showed me that photo, I was doubly devastated. Oh, and yeah. so um, I would sit in my room and I would look at the picture, which is in my book on page 16. I would look at this photo in my room and just words would come to me. And then this is the first poem I actually wrote wow. his face, you know, and I put the picture in the book because to me, my brother Lamont represents the Emmett Till of the 20th century Amen. regarding yeah. useless gun violence and the death of young black men in America. And just like Emmett Till mom wanted the world to see what the KKK did to her son, yeah. I wanted the world to, to see what two other black men did to my younger brother. Yeah. For no apparent reason, other than just black they on was black violence. Black on black violence, exactly. Right. You know. So tell us about this book, Innocent Rage. Well, Innocent Rage, um, I came up with the title due to the fact that Lamont, he was an innocent victim of a violent crime. Right. Innocent. And then rage, in a positive sense, be to express passion, desire, and enthusiasm. You know, so i.e. through poetry, I express my passion, desire, and enthusiasm to change my situation, to do something better, not just for myself, but my yeah. family, my right. community, and the world at, at large. So innocent rage. So it's phonetically written, you know, because I'm being true to who I am. And, you know, I was never inspired by old school poets like Sonia Sanchez or, or Gil Scott Heron. But as I became a poet and started learning more about them, they influenced me. But nonetheless, um, I was bored writing in standard English. Right. I mean, when you write yeah. all the time, yeah. I was just like, well, how can I entertain myself <laughs> with these words? So I started writing love, L-U-V, opposed to L-O-V-E. And then I'm not a bright speller. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not. You know, So I was also able to hide my not being such a brilliant speller mm -hmm. through my poetry. So okay. I use my art in a way to teach young people the importance of, you know, being their creative selves because art, you can't be wrong. True. Your feelings with poetry, you can't be wrong. If you hate somebody, that's not wrong. That is okay to hate someone. It's a natural human expression right. or feeling. The goal as a human being is not to get stuck there, that we paralyze ourselves and or we become a detriment to ourselves, that we self-destruct or self-inflict wounds, commit suicide, or go out to commit harm on others. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to um, get into the remainder of Haley's interview, and we're going to talk more about the film. Okay, no okay. doubt, for sure. We'll be right back. You should write a check for Don't you know the check for You should know we chosen. You should know we chosen. You should write a check for Don't you know the check for You should know we chosen. You should know we chosen. Native, West Side raised me, second home Long Beach, yeah, they embraced me, that's why I had my first fist fight, that's why I had my whole gut hit right, boy, you better stick and move, cause these streets don't play nice, and I know my right from wrong, all the time I write my wrongs, nine to five to five to nine, feel like it's a rat race, I break it back with a back brace on my last day before I get paid, y'all being late, I was 15, right, 16, so career day, how about you? Never see the sauce. You ain't paid the cost. You talking. 
into a boss. But my fly on out of cruising, I ain't looking lost. I'm three steps ahead, I can't afford a loss. I ain't cutting slack, nah, I can't give you that. It's a different cloth that I'm cutting from, and you can't sew me back. Ah, ah. You should a check for interviewing with Casey we're talking about his book Innocent Rage phenomenal stuff phenomenal stuff we're still here with uh, Jay and Haley B and we're going to continue our interview with Jay yeah I want to ask one question go ahead how did you pull through this um I mean I grew up in the church you know what I'm saying I grew up uh uh Christian Methodist church go to church every Sunday Bible class on Wednesday what have you However, that alone didn't pull me through. It was really delving into myself. Um, but the first principle we're all taught in Bible class is is the principle of what? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to be a convenient Christian. You only forgive when the times are convenient and calm for you. But can you step into that Christianity or your faith when things are challenging and controversial, yeah. You know what I'm saying, and I didn't, I didn't want to be that. So, I believe in the divine spirit. I don't, I no longer call that divine spirit God. I just say the divine spirit. You know what I'm saying. But it was through me looking within myself and wanting something greater for myself and something better. Because when you lose a loved one to a tragic situation, if you let the situation and those people get to you, you become a double victim. A yeah. victim of the crime and then the victim of the aftermath right. because yeah. now you internalize that emotional pain, that right. hurt, that that bitterness, that rage, that anger. And I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that consumes you. Those emotions does cause illnesses and sickness. It's been scientifically proven. True. And so I wanted to give myself the spirit of peace and happiness and love. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm 49. I can go to the liquor store right now and they'll still ask me for my ID. Oh, I thought you were 17 or 18. I was <laughs> like, nah, you know, come on now. You know, but they want my ID. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I didn't want to live with that. I didn't want to live with that pain and hurt for the rest of my life. And then you take that pain and hurt, that baggage from one relationship to the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but that was one situation in my life that I knew I wanted to curtail and nip in the bud and be a light in darkness for others. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like I tell everybody, and me and my boy Malik Youssef from Chicago, we always talk about every full moon has a dark side. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm great in some areas of my life, but I'm still growing and evolving too. You know? Yeah. Hey, Libby. Oh, well, I was going to ask one question. Um, Do you have... Anything to say for the people who don't grieve or mourn the pain? I mean, everybody deals with tragedy in their own space, their own time. Um, And you got to give them that space to do as such. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But eventually, one one must evolve. Because if they don't, 
you sit in the pity party. Right. And then if you sit in the pity party, loved ones, the divine spirit, no, nothing's going to help you because you've already internalized, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Why did this happen to me? No, okay, you was dealt this hand. Now how are you going to play it to the best of your ability? Hmm. I'm sure you play cards. You've been dealt a bad hand before. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. figured out a way how to strategize, how you was going to play through it and win with that bad hand. Right. And life, in essence, in a very microscopic way, it's just like being dealt a bad hand when you're playing spades or what have you. Right. Yeah, yeah I tell group. people I tell people all the time it's like cuz everybody knows I deal with a lot of grief. You know, but because my friend or my loved one passed away, the rest of the world does not stop. I still have to go to work. I still have to take care of the kids. I still have to steal. You know, mm-hmm. and so you have to find that peace. Within you yourself. have to find that peace mm-hmm. within yourself and get it how you know how Mm -hmm. you know but like you said you have to allow that person that time to grieve because grief takes time and like you said as long as you don't allow them to waddle in it you know then it's healthy but if you have someone who just retreats and just just stop living you know that's that's a little different you know but you still have to allow that time and you have to allow that person the space to deal with it in their own space and time and when they want help, they will reach out. Because for me, I mean, Chicago, Southside, I've dealt with gun violence since I was 13. My uncle was killed. Um, my sister actually dealt with gun violence in a domestic situation where she shot and killed my nephew's father when he was a baby. She served two and a half years in prison with that. My my brother was killed. Then two years after my brother was killed, my cousin of mine was killed the same way on the same day that my little brother was. You know what I'm saying? Then my nephew, a few years ago, he was shot nine times. He survived, but nonetheless. So my family's been dealing with this for the past three decades. You making me really not want to go to Chicago right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm t- but you listen. I thought it was bad out here. No, I mean, I mean, like, like they say, Chicago is called Chirac for a reason. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But it's when kids don't have nothing to do. Yeah, that's what they revert to. Right to. Take take guns from their hand, put pins in their hands. Right. You know, so provide them with opportunities to be in situations where they could be constructive and not destructive. Otherwise, right. you know? gang banging, and it ain't the way, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they know that they can make a G on the street, they're going to go make a G. So they need education opportunities, employment opportunities. I drenched my kids in sports since they were yes, five. You have to. <laughs> they have to have something creative no, to There's do. no idle time around yeah. here. We don't play those games. I mean, now so, it's in let's, schools. So yeah. That's a sad thing. Absolutely. Let's talk Go about um, the movie. So, well, um, I, yeah, I produced a five-minute short, self-entitled Quasi. It's online right now on Vimo. You could Google Quasi Film Short. Critically okay. acclaimed. I'm turning my poetry book right now into a feature film mm-hmm. called And It's Rage, The Art of Violence. So, um, still looking to raise um, one million or one point five million dollars to film the project uh, back in, in Chicago. That's actually not a lot of money for films these days, for real. Because that's a lot of money in my heart. To me, would invest and say, "I love your project, but the budget is too small for me to invest in." Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I've had those those kind of meetings. You know what I'm saying? So, and so for the past year, I've really been focused because it took me basically about six years to get the script where art meets commerce. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to be authentic to the story, but you also got to have the elements that Hollywood needs. It needs right. sex, drugs, and rock and roll in it at the end yeah. of the day. And don't forget homosexuality. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. You know? And um, it's in there. And it's not superficially placed in there. It's in there because I dealt with that in trying to escape my pain. Right. I turned to those things right. to, to escape. So right. we, 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 we share in a way in which that you, you would understand. And also as a young black man in Chicago or from Chicago, um, how do you tell young black men to stop gun violence? You just can't say stop gun violence. Right. You, you have to creatively show them. So right. I perform poetry in a KKK outfit. In a KKK garb, yes. Because Interesting. Meta- Very. <laughs> the KKK outfit, Google it. Crazy black man, KKK, Google it. Okay. And um, basically, creatively, the KKK outfit is a metaphor that we, as young black men or black men, we have been more of a threat to ourselves than the KKK was uh-huh. 40, That's 50 true. years ago. So if we don't stop it, it ain't going to stop, and we're going to keep perpetuating the cycle of violence in our community. Mm-hmm. This is one reason why I wanted to forgive Eric and Jonathan, because the cycle has to stop yes. with someone. And if my story or I could be one of the... 
uh, 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 links to stop it or one of the steps to stop it, look, I'll, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it does start from up here. It starts with the older generations teaching the younger generations, and we have to keep it going. It has to, yes. you know, evolve. Yeah, I can't learn about reading, but I got to no. be, like, showing, like, what's going we gotta, on. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. better. Everybody has the capacity to write poetry. Everybody has feelings. and Because th- everybody ain't going to be your actor, actress, or your football player, your b-ball player, mm-hmm. or what have you. But we all have the capacity to tell our stories through writing. Absolutely. Now, depending on how brilliant you are as a poet or as a writer, you will be a closet poet where you keep it to yourself and be like, I don't want to share. Or you'll put yourself on Front Street on a magnificent mile as I have to say, look, I'm going to share this with the world. Art you know? is art. You feel me? So poetry is a form of art. Every every form of art should be expressed. Because in every form of art, there's, you know, pain hidden behind it, you know, yes. happiness, sorrow. Everything is in art. So for those people who are hiding in the closet, I think they should just come out and express how they feel and express everything yes. they are feeling. So we know as, you know, that we are here together. We're here to support yes. you. Yes, because the same thing that you may be going through, believe you me, Somebody you're not else alone. Is going through it. And your light could be the light that they need in their darkness to keep them motivated. Because I know, and me going out and speaking to, to young people and speaking to students on um, overcoming adversity through the art of writing poetry, I was in Bakerfield a few years ago. I'm at a conference, a violence prevention conference, and I just so happened to be there that day, and this particular class, this particular student was in there, 16 years of age, junior in high school, Latino kid, was about to commit suicide that day. Wow. Had the note written and everything. Wow. And when he came home, he shared with his mom, Mom, I was going to commit suicide today. Here's the note. The mom called the administrator at his school to let him know whoever that poet was that was at your school mm-hmm. saved my son's life. The administrator called me back. I went back up to Bakersville to visit the kid. At the time, he was working at um, a bowling ring, mm-hmm. you know, to say whatever you're going through, it's all right, but you have to find a way through. And so you have to share what it is that you're going through because you never know who life that you may touch and inspire. I didn't know that kid or child or that student was going through what he was going through. But he heard my story at the right time to prevent him from committing suicide. Absolutely. Yeah, so art is powerful. It is. And art is supposed to inspire. You know what I'm saying? And it helps when when you share the things that you're going through with other people. You know, just like um, what we do on Tuesday nights, you know, the more we share, the more you can reach other people. You don't know who's listening to you right. or, you know, like I tell, like we're doing, a, I know you guys saw during the um, break, we're doing um, Michelle. She's coming to the church and she's going to talk to the kids, to our young adults. I don't like calling y'all kids, um, our young adults mm-hmm. about um, domestic violence, because when I was in high school, I saw it. I experienced it. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, I know that it's happening. And I, I found that it was happening to one of the girls in my church. And so I'm like, you know what? We're not going to sweep it under the table. We're going to talk about it. You know, so you guys get as many kids as you can and we're going to come down. We're going to put them all in the room and we're going to talk about it one on one with Michelle. Wow. And I chose her because, you know, these kids, these young ladies, they say, oh, well, he got money and he's popular. He do this. He do that. He start a football team and, you know, whatever. OK, well, this is Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. Do you think it was right for them? No, it's still not right. The violence is violence. And that's going to save somebody that night. Yes, for sure. You know, because everybody's not going to talk about it. You're not going to just come. You're not going to just come to me and tell me, OK, mom, this, you know, this dude hit me because you think I'm going to kill him, which I probably will. You know, so. Don't you tell know. me. Oh, me. I'm, huh? I'm calling everybody. I'm calling all the brothers, <laughs> uncles. <laughs> right. But so we have to put it. We have to bring it to the table because you'd never know what people are going no, through. No doubt. No doubt. But I just think as human beings, we just got to learn how to um, control ourselves when we're dealing with uh, anger with each other. Yes. Because um, domestic violence, yeah, domestic <coughs> violence is is perpetuated by both men and women. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. This is like I was watching. Um, give a plug to Jay to pick his red table talk and her and Will was having a conversation about how they had to learn how to communicate with each other when they was in that space of anger. Right. Like, yo, I'm going to take a break at this point because I don't want this situation to go further 
than what it needs to. So I'm going to take an hour. I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. I'm going to go chill. And I think we have to be mature about our situations, our relationships. and that's Because I'm sure all of us have been in situations where we wasn't our best selves. We did have a couple of therapists come in. Asha. We are going to uh, wrap up the show. This clock that I'm looking at is not. Oh, it's, oh it's my. not correct. Oh, it's not. Right. I'm oh, so sorry. Goodness. That's our time. Um. Not a problem. Check me out at 2KGPR on social media at 2KGPR. I'm also available to come speak at your school, church, high school, boys and girls club. Reach out. Go to my website, kwesigaharo.com or kgpr-la.com. kgpr-la.com. Yes, my phone number is there. Call me. <laughs> I'm All real. right, that's our show. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Wait, Two fingers in the biscuit. Say bye, go. Hurry up quick. I'm looking good in this camera. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> we out of here. Yeah.